is Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. That's right. An amazing bag of chips. Courtesy of Kim. Lays of Thailand. Ming Kim Crab Ross flavored. That could be the first trivia question of the day, if anybody knows what that means. Yes, what is Ming Kim Crab Ross? You can, um, well, there'll be a picture on the on the Insta snap. You, oh, can, yeah. you can tell us what it is. Definitely. Let us know what's going on there. It looks yummy, though, like something with shrimp and peppers. And lime. And lime. And maybe cheese. Or tofu. Or potato. <laughs> what oh. are we doing today? TGIF. TFCC. Oh. Triangular fibrocartilage complex. And the rest. Yeah. This is uh, basically where your ulna and radius come together mostly on the outside of the wrist, so think little finger. And uh, it's made up of a lot of ligaments. And a meniscus-type structure-ish. Yes. A meniscus homolog. There's also a central articular disc, so there's more than one yeah. thing going on there. So lots of stuff that can break. Yes. So there's the dorsal radial ulnar ligament, the volar radial ulnar ligament, the ligamentum subcretum, there's also the ulnar collateral ligament, the extensor carpi ulnaris subsheath, the ulnolunate ligament, and the ulnotriquetral ligament. But a bang. Why we call it a triangular fibrocartilage complex or just a TFCC. Yes. Makes life a lot easier. Than it's kind of like the FAI and saying you know, all that sort of stuff. Any kind of abbreviations that we use. Yeah, one of the. Uh, the, the big reasons why this can stay injured is because there's very poor blood supply to that area. Not very poor, but just not great, I guess is the best way to put it. So even though there's a lot of blood supply to your hand and to your wrist, it's not so good in that particular area. It's an area that, because of the angle and the, the shape of the wrist joint where the uh, wrist bones connect with the carpal bones, th there's quite a bit of force traveling through that particular part of the uh, of the wrist. Yeah, it's most commonly injured with falls or with repetitive motion from from bat sports. So golf and tennis and baseball and not as much hockey you see, but you will get it in hockey from time to time. Volleyball on occasion. Volleyball, sure. Badminton, paddle, ball, pickle, pickleball, ball. all that sort of Any stuff. Any kind of racket sports. Yep. The most common one we probably see is going to be more related to, to trauma at the moment, and that slips and falls, unfortunately. Yeah, it's that time of year. Yep. And then the other way you get it is degeneration. So as you age, if you're doing a repetitive motion for work or you're doing a repetitive motion for, for something else, you can sometimes end up with just basically insidious onset of degenerative changes in that area. Insidious. Yes. The most common complaints with this are going to be basically pain with turning a door handle, uh, just wrist pain, particularly wrist pain on the, the outside of the wrist or the pinky side of the wrist. Um, there's usually tenderness around that ulnar styloid, which is that portion of the wrist basically right near, that sticks out right near the, the base of the pinky side there. You'll see weakness with wrist movements. You'll also see sometimes hand weakness with this, which is mostly shows up as poor grip strength and then occasionally there's some clicking going on there yep clicking popping shifting but that doesn't necessarily have to be something bad and or good no and generally clicking by itself is not something we consider massively problematic yeah. 
And so uh, if it clicks and it hurts, that's much more interesting than if it just makes noise. There are a number of special tests for this. We will put a couple of these up this week, I think. But the, the big one is what's called the Fovis sign, which is where you push between the ulna and the triquetrum, and that's basically the ulna and the wrist. So you put your, your fingers between the end of that ulna bone and whatever you get the wrist there, and if that hurts, you're basically right on the TFCC. And so that's pretty specific for pain on the TFCC area there. There's also the TFCC compression test, which is pretty similar, except now you put weight through your arm, and again, we'll show you this stuff. A TFC stress test, there's a press test, a supination test, a piano key test, and a grind test. None of them make any sense when you tell them, when you speak. No, them they're better when you look at them. So we will uh, try to put as many of these up this week as we get video for. Generally speaking, with this kind of thing, non-surgical is, is, the, is the typical way to go. Uh, you will see bracing in those cases. Sometimes that can be as simple as an ACE bandage or a neoprene bandage. Sometimes they will put you in something a little bit more stable with a plastic and or metal stay or even sometimes a custom-made splint situation. A spica of sorts. Yes. Uh, they also do injections on these. That's mostly for symptom management. It doesn't uh, help healing in most cases when they do a cortisone injection or a I mean, I've never, that's the only one I've seen, actually. Yeah, diagnostically, sometimes they'll do just uh, like a local anesthetic to, to see if, if they're in the right area. But, yeah, usually it would be the, um, the cortisone variety to address inflammation and pain. These take a while to heal because, again, of that aforementioned lack of blood flow to the area. It's not unreasonable for them to take six months to heal, which is not something most people want to hear. Uh, surgery doesn't necessarily improve your healing time, and that, that's why in most cases surgery is not the, the initial direction that they will go. There are several kinds of procedures that, that, that happen for this. I actually can't really think of one that is more dominant than another. I, I, I had seen two or three in a row that were done arthroscopically, which is really challenging in the wrist because there's a very little movement, a yeah. very little space. And um, so you have to distend the wrist quite a bit and distract the joint, and that can cause all kinds of possible Nervy. problems, yeah, with, with nerves being pulled or, or tweaked. But, yeah, two or three of them in a row that, that were done through a scope. And they're reconstructive in nature. So either they remove the uh, meniscoid piece or the disc piece, and then try to stabilize it by sewing some ligaments together, or there was one where they did a tendon transplant in order to kind of create somewhat of a cartilaginous... Cartilaginous? Yeah, that's the one. Articulation surface. That's the one they taught us in school, where they basically bundle something up and, and put it in there. But again, I, I can't really think of that specific procedure having shown up in the clinic in, in actual. I haven't and seen we don't see a lot of hands and wrists here by, by sort of default. Yeah, no, we were talking about that earlier. I remember that we had, and this is probably four or five years ago, where I saw three or four in a year and then haven't seen one since. So that must have, could have been a fluky thing or it could have been that, you know, we had a, 
a doctor in the area who was sending some our way. But generally speaking, yeah, any kind of wrist, finger injuries, for some odd reason, they seem to go to hand specialists. Certified hand therapists, yeah. Yeah. A lot which, of... Which used to be occupational therapists, right? Yeah, there aren't that many in Colorado, so it's still kind of interesting. Uh, TFCC injuries show up from time to time. Generally speaking, the sooner you recognize what's going on and uh, take whatever the, the stressor is away, the sooner that's going to function normally for you and be comfortable for you again. Yes, I second that motion. Yeah. I think that's all we got to say on this topic today. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, um, Sumir would be yeah. the Dutch version to say. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh, uh, but definitely go online and check out some videos that we will, uh, we will put up this week for this. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you have any kind of wrist issues, you know, come see us. We'll take a look at it and absolutely. We'll, um, we'll send you in the appropriate direction. Trivia time. Yeah, that was a challenging one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, this was a hard one. We actually had some, some right answers this week, but the question is, what was stolen in the Shel Silverstein poem, Stop Thief? Yeah, I had no clue. It was knees. Knees. Well, of course, that made sense because we were talking about patella fractures. We were, we were. So the poem's actually quite short. It's, Policeman, policeman, help me please. Someone went and stole my knees. I chase him down, but I suspect my feet and legs just won't connect. That's deep. Well done, Shell. So, good job, Lisa. Good job, Pippa. They both knew. Wow. Yeah. They, they must be poet, poem lovers. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this week's question, which planets in our solar system have no moons? Planets, plural. Or, or, planet, or planets. Okay, planet it's, or planets. Whatever you can come up with. No yes. moons. Yep. No moons. So just a random comet swinging around, it wouldn't count. It has to be an actual moon. It has to be an identified moon. That's correct. That is correct. What if there's one that we haven't identified yet? Like, don't they keep adding moons to Jupiter or Saturn? Yeah, but so that already has moons. So. Oh, okay. So Whether it has 70 or 662, it still has a moon. Yeah, good point. Know. Yep. Chip time! Whoa, I'm kind of excited for this. Ladies of Thailand, Ming Kim Krab Ross flavor, compliments of Kim from her wedding. In Thailand. Which was awesome. Um, so the, the, on the front it shows a plate that has what looks to be shrimp, sliced lime, red and green pepper, spicy pepper thingies. And then these little blocks of yellowish substance, and we can't quite figure out if it's cheese, potato, or maybe tofu. Cheese wouldn't make a lot of sense with shrimp. Cheese wouldn't make a lot of sense. But I, I'm leaning towards tofu because there is soybeans in, in the, uh, the, the allergy section. The, oh, yeah, the ingredient list. Okay. So there is shrimp in these. There is soybeans in these. The other stuff doesn't actually sound like food, but that's okay. <laughs> like emulsifier and all that good stuff that makes chips yummy. Yep. All right, but, should we do it? Or? Yeah, we got a okay. chip to air ratio, about 40% on these guys. Oh, I'm going to wait till you're done talking. All right, here Down we go. Hatch. That is weird. It's sweet. It's limey, definitely. It's sweet and then limey. Dude, I kid you not, I think this is, we did, one of the first chips we did was krupuk, which is an Indonesian cracker that's made from shrimp paste. It starts off like that. I mean, it's definitely shrimp. You get shrimp in there. You get yeah. lime. There's, there's more. 
There's definitely more sweetness than you'd yes. expect. With a little bit of tart. I actually like these. There's not a um, not a ton of spice. I would expect I would have expected more pepper-ish. Maybe that's just okra. Okra. Yeah, like a vegetable instead yeah, of maybe. Thailandish okra. Um, um the chip is a standard lays. Yeah, you so know, they're not chip. super crunchy. Not 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 doing much. I'm liking the flavor. Good. Yeah. It's it's not at all what I had anticipated. No. And the lime is not, it's not like your like the you like the vinegar ones that we've had. It's not sour, it's just a hint of lime. It's it's more sweet and lime than anything. Definitely. I'm gonna go with two thumbs up. You're going two. I'm just gonna give it one today. Okay. Yeah, the flavor's there. Um I think it might be an acquired taste sort of a thing. These would be really good with like a rice taffle or as a side on them. Ah. Yeah. I could see these kind being of served in your with, peanut sauce. I was or, gonna say with satay sauce. Yeah, yeah that would go pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, Whoa, that's good. And I'm looking forward to the other one. Yeah, we got some other ones. Thank you for listening today. Next week, we are going to go over posterior tibial tendinitis. And we are going to review the kettle brand Tropical Salsa. Compliments of Karen. We always get excited when we see kettle. Mm -hmm. If you like the show today, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information on this topic, you know, definitely pay attention this week on the Instagram and or the Twitter as we will be posting some additional videos for those special tests. For more information on Rebound Therapy, check out the website reboundclinic.com. I'm sorry, Jebs. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.